I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus from the fifth quarter studio in madison wisconsin you're listening to the coaching youth hoops podcast they're playing Basketball. Here's our hosts, Steve Collins. Steve Collins. And Bill Flitter. Bill Flitter. All right, welcome, coaches. Sorry to interrupt. Coach and I have don't like doing this, but we think what we're doing is is super important. Couple things for mine is that the price of coaching youth hoops is going up. I've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks, but um, I'm going to tell you it's going up next week, September 5th. It's going from 59 to $99. So that's a substantial increase. I understand that. That's why we wanted to make sure we let all of you know that if you're thinking about joining, thinking about coming over, um, we spent the entire summer basically getting all of this ready. So come on and join right now. And then coach, what's the other thing? On September 13th, I'm pretty excited, we are launching the Coaching Youth Hoops Masterclass. This is a step-by-step process that you can follow uh, to get your your season all planned out. You're going to, we're going to teach you, Coach and I are going to teach you some winning strategies. You're going to design killer practices, uh, basically giving you more confidence going into the season. Parents are going to love you for your new found organization skills. And what I'm really excited about is we're going to be sharing some ways to sneak out a few more wins, right? Uh, so again, these are step-by-step videos. You'll you'll get one a day. Uh, you'll be done in 30 minutes per day, approximately. Uh, you'll have all the insider tips that Steve and I have learned over well, too, like many, multiple too many years. years. <laughs> too many years. I See know. this gray hair? Yeah. <laughs> And no hair. So you'll uh, have everything. You'll learn from all our mistakes. You don't even have to worry about those. We're going to give you everything that we've learned to have a, a successful youth basketball season. And so, give that URL one more time, Coach. Yeah, one more time. Here it goes. Write it down. Coaching Youth Hoops. 
masterclass.com. The class starts September 13th. So you got to sign up in order to uh, get all the material. Yeah, do that right now. And I'll put it down in the show notes too for those of you who are listening, driving the car, jogging, walking the dogs, whatever you're doing. So, all right. Hey, coach. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coaching Youth Hoops. Oh, I've kind of hijacked it this week. Um, um, this is- coach Gruber, I just thought um, kind of a perspective of Coaching Youth Hoops um and uh coaching in canada and some of those things would be of interest to all of you over at coaching youth hoops so that's why i'm putting it in here um a couple things make sure first of all you go over and check out coachingyouthhoops.com it is the one-stop shop for everything that you need to become a better basketball coach i'm just telling you right now it um it's practice plans it's it's handouts it's workouts it's everything that you could possibly need um, in one spot. So go over and check out coachingyouthhoops.com. And then also um, a couple things. First of all, go over and look out basketballplaycreators.com, basketballplaycreator.com, um, basketballcreator.com. I'll put the link down below. Um, if you're looking to draw plays, do anything like that, um, that is the one place that you're going to want to go to make sure that you can find everything. And then the last thing is basketball coaches clinic. BasketballCoachesClinics.com, BasketballCoachesClinics.com. We're going to be put, putting some uh, youth basketball clinics over there, um, some live teaching things if you're if you're interested, BasketballCoachesClinics.com. And again, I'll put the link down below um, in the show notes. But let's have, head off to the podcast. Um, so coach Gruber, I'm going to have you kind of explain your, um, basketball journey, just cause I find it easier for people to kind of, you know, where, where did you start? How did you start? Um, and then, um, kind of introduce yourself and then, uh, we'll, uh, we'll take it from there. Uh, well, I started, uh, kind of like everybody else. Uh, you know, I played when I was younger, I loved it. Uh, played a little older when I was, uh, you know, kind of beer league type of thing, um, but never coached. Uh, had uh, had a couple kids, and um, uh, on the wife's side of the family, they're very much into Ukrainian dancing. So I, I volunteered there. Uh, then my son just how was that? So up. explain what that is. Well, well, uh, Ukrainian dancing. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's it, it's um it's it's you know there's a, there's a whole dance culture. If you've ever uh, you know sort of people think of river dance with Irish culture, there's a Ukrainian culture. There's a there's a quite quite a large dance cultural group. Okay and um, it's a group and, thing it's a group it's thing. It's, it, it's a group thing and it's 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 you know you'll have a, a group in almost every city um particularly the cities that are you know larger uh ukrainian immigrant populations from many years ago uh on my wife's side of the family her parents immigrated from uh her grandparents sorry immigrated from ukraine a long time ago became farmers and then the other you know dozens and dozens of families that came from that part of the world uh, they decided to create a little Ukrainian dance group. Um, uh, it's called Zirka here, where I'm based. Okay. And um, you know they would they would ha- they hire instructors. Very similar to basketball. They hire instructor. Instructor would come out once a week. They teach them uh, one or two or three dances. Uh, and then they would go to competitions where there'd be a judge and they would you know rank them from you know silver right. gold, right? You know, that kind of thing. And uh, you, you would you know costumes the whole nine yards so it's basically a choreographed show and then at the end of the year you'd have uh usually have a mid-season show and then an end of the year show concert um and you know it'd be a whole whole event um so my daughter was uh four years old when we started because she's uh her mother danced her aunt danced her uncle danced 
they were the um, uh, so the the uh, it was kind of expected to be in there, and they started as young as four, and uh, they usually go till my daughter's actually still dancing. She's twenty three now. She still dances with the group. That's um, great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's That's a great, great exercise. Great coordination. Um, my son did it for qu- quite a few years, and then he he decided he wanted to do sports. Right. That happens a lot with boys. But Some I'm, boys but, I'm but I'm but I'm getting you know I say everyone should. I bet it helped his footwork. I bet it helped his like all that rhythm stuff at the young ages. Well, and the partner work. Like if you yeah. think about it, you, yeah, you're, you're you're the boys and the Ukrainian dancers are usually the ones doing the lifting. Even the young guys are doing lifting the girls and moving, you know, moving and placing them. And, ah. and uh, so so they're doing that. And and the and the stunts, you know, jumps, the 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 you know, doing your feet and all, like like getting down, doing your kicks. Um, you know, you're, yeah, you, you definitely get in shape if you stick it out and, um, you, uh, you certainly work, learn with working with other people, position, spacing, timing. So yes, uh, I've actually had a few girls, uh, that I know were Ukrainian dancers that are turned into basketball, basketball players. players. That I, I bet that. And, okay. And they're really good. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> bet they're very good. good. I bet they're very good. So we'll come back to your journey in a second, but I'm going to go off like a little bit on a side road for a second. I sure. think no matter, and people always ask me this question is, Kids, kids at that age from four to 11 should be doing multiple things. They should be playing multiple sports. They should be experimenting with multiple movements. They should be doing different. So this is a parenting thing, but it's true. Like you're trying to develop both physical and mental different things, you know, put them in the arts, put them in the the reading, all, all that stuff. First of all, if you're the only thing about athletics, it definitely makes them a better athlete. They're less likely to get injured. They're using more, more movements. You know, the, it's the kids that only play basketball in third grade. That's a problem. It, it, yeah, it's you got to do more and more things because it's just well, yeah different muscle groups. Like um, the girl I was describing earlier, um, Hannah, uh, just uh, she never she never played on a team before. She, I was coaching her first time on a team. And the first time she touched the ball and she went for a layup like it was she was like born to do it. Like it was one of those things where she just um. It wasn't. I don't know if it had anything to do with her dance, but it certainly she, her timing was was completely different compared to other first year players who never touched the ball, and had nothing. Right. To, and she never, she never, you know, she probably played around with her brother a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit at gym, but she never, she never played on a team. And it's instantly useful, and in terms of like helpful to the team and helpful to her, everybody else, it had nothing to do with my coaching. Uh, it had to, to do with what she did before. Right. So I, I think the skills are transferable, a lot more transferable. You know, from some physical activities to others, like soccer players, football players. Some of my best basketball players were guys who played football. Right. Um, like just remarkable. Uh, yeah. and, and their mindset of being coached. So in Ukrainian dance, for example, you, you have to listen to your instructor. <laughs> Otherwise, you're bumping into the right. People. Yeah. <laughs> so, <No>. It shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're a little more random sometimes on the basketball court, uh, like herding cats we talked about earlier, but the, 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 the point is, you know, if it's talking about spacing movement and, and, and coordination with other, other bodies, there's lots of ways of doing that. Uh, other sports and, of course, uh, other activities like, like dance. Right. No, I agree. Okay. I'm sorry. I get, I got, I just, you, I'd never heard of that. So I wanted to dive into that. Okay. So, so okay. keep going on your journey here with your, after your, your all right. Your, so, okay. so I took a little break there when I had kids to, right. to focus on that part of the, uh, my life. Um, and then my son came up to me, uh, he was around, I think, uh, 10 or 11. He said, you know, I want to try basketball. And we went to our uh, first tryouts and, um, I, I loved it. I missed it so much. It was, uh, it was something I hadn't been doing for a while because of, you know, young father. Uh, I, I really wanted him to do well. And, and, uh, 
uh, he, he went in there and I, I was one of those little bit overbearing parents on the sidelines. I was the guy who talked too much. I was the guy who defense uh, and, and, and yeah. call out things. And I was that guy. I was a big loudmouth on the side. And I suddenly realized I'm not helping. You know, it, it, it took me a while. It's like, if you're going to be that active and that, that means there's something else in you that, that you need to do. Um, so I, I volunteered to be assistant coach, team manager, first of all, uh, manager, cause it got me to shut up cause I was doing the score sheet. Yeah, then- <laughs> I did that. Trust me, I did that too. I always kept the scoreboard or the score sheet because it made me be quiet. Like exactly. No, yeah. it's the best thing. If you're a vocal parent, that's the best way. Help out. Yes. That's uh, it's made perfect. me very sympathetic to parents who are vocal. Like I kind of know what they're like because I was I was you and I know how to talk to them a little bit better and say, you know, get them to focus their energies. Hey, it looks like you want to do this. If you want to be more involved, here's how you can do it. Uh, an assistant coach where I got to be a lot more vocal on uh, depending on the coach I work with, uh, I try to, you know. Not take lead, but certainly uh, compliment them. Uh, learn how to do that, and uh, also kind of learn the system. It was it was very useful to do those things because as a manager, you learn all the little interactions that you know how to, you know what kids' names are, the rosters, filling up right. the score sheets, the scoring, the scoring methods, yes. how many timeouts you get, all that junk. How to work with refs a little bit. Um, then as assistant coach, you take another step, and then uh, when I decided to go to head coach, that was three years later. Uh, what happened was the um, I, I coached for community groups, and um, uh, they were they had so many girls, which is unusual uh, at U13, the 12, 11, 12 year olds. They had so many. They had three teams this season in, in our county at uh, that season, and uh, they had so many. They ran out of coaches. They just didn't have anybody that that wanted to step up. Right. Uh, so I I said I'll, I'll step up because I was I was planning on doing it anyway. So my very first season was like the third group of kids that were kind of. The, the other two were, got recruited. The other two teams got to kind of pick their players, and I got I got the third. Uh, I refer we, to him. I refer to him as the team of misfit toys. You oh know, God! Watch the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I, Christmas, that Christmas thing special. That was. Yes, yes, yes. Every island, the misfit toys. Yeah, it's exactly that. And um, I had a lot of ambitions and thoughts, and I was you know very excited, and I got very humble. We had uh, both really really good highs and success. Uh, you know, because I had a great bunch of kids, they were the attitudes were perfect. Uh, and then really big lows where you know, it, 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 in one sense, I think one time we were trying to we were trying to place like we had moved up a division, we had moved up within the season, and um, in our in our league, you actually get reshuffled a couple times. Uh, so if you play if you're overperforming in your in your little grouping, they'll move you up a grouping in the community or move it's you like down. soccer. It's like soccer. Exactly. And it's great because because you have little micro goals within the which are every round. But we were we we're at the main round and we had to beat this team to kind of finish and, and have a good strong setting. And I, I prioritized it a little too much and I didn't play some kids as much and it caused some drama. And it 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 was, you know, it was almost like the perfect first season until that point. And I brought it on myself a little bit. I didn't handle it well. Um and uh it was a big down. It was one of the you know, I had this big high and this big low. Right. Uh, but yeah, I welcome through. to coaching coach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the league the league was so good to me. Like the, the president of the league and everybody that you know talked about it. Uh you know, we worked it out and, and said, you know, it, it was it was um it was more along the lines of just kind of setting your expectations and kind of realizing just what you're doing, especially with in community league where it's one practice a week, one game a week, and that's all you got. Right. Um and you, you have to really understand it's not just about what's happening on, the, uh, you know, it's not about so much about scoring. It's not so much about playing time. It's more about, is it, is it, are you, are you kind of involving the kids in a way that they're going to grow from season to season? So I, right. I, I had to change my focus from that game 
and even that season to multiple seasons. Like I had to, once I started looking, okay, I want this kid to be a really good player in three or four seasons or two or three seasons. Um, once I changed my goals, it, it changed what I, what I needed to do with on the court, um, both in practice and at games. Uh, more like being a parent. It's more like being a parent. Um, Great example. Yeah, that's a great yeah. It, it it really is because I'm yeah. It's like you you want to make sure when they leave that they're they're good when they leave. I, I yeah. I it's 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 development. Um, let's go back to so you went from that team and then what happened? Uh, well, I started to um uh that particular year I also started coaching um a second team. So we had uh, uh our junior high um school or my son's team they they needed to coach so i volunteered to do that so i was doing community and and uh, uh junior high uh grade eight steins and um it was that one was a little different because i got to do three practices a week two to three practices a week and then two or three games a week um so i got to really kind of explore the okay you have a lot more time uh you know um and uh, I, I got to try that try that on it was a different league a metro league so it was, um, I, I, but I discovered I like coaching two teams. I, I like, I like the, um, I like the differences of having two levels. So since that day, I've every season, every fall winter season, I've been coaching at least two teams, I, uh, different age divisions, sometimes boys, sometimes girls, sometimes both, sometimes, you know, just depending on what I'm doing. And, um, it's really, I found out that, um, uh, you know, it's, it's a way of really getting a lot of experience in a very short period of time. Uh, there's a little logistical issues, but typically the league uh, they know me, they know that I'm doing this, and they've been good at scheduling games. So it's it's I can make it one to the other, but I was you know it forces me to have uh, spend some time with my assistant coaches to make sure they're ready and it's in case I can't make the game, right? Because I have another right. game. Yeah, that's happened a couple times, but generally speaking, it's um, that that's been the only conflict. Other than that, you know, I love being in the gym coaching the kids. So. Uh, if, if I can do it twice a week, I can't think of, I can't think of a better way to spend my time than helping raise the kids of my community. So, right. Um, right. No, I, it is. It is. Um, what's the hardest part about having one practice and um, having one practice and then, you know, maybe one game a week. What do you, what's the hardest conceptual th- as a coach? What's the hardest thing with that? You think? Well, you know, if, if, if I'm like all the other coaches, you know, out there, I, I watch a ton of videos, you know, college level, pro level, you know, boys, girls, you know, whatever. I, I t- watch a ton. I, there's a lot of great ideas I'd love to try and do and explore. I just simply don't, you simply don't have that. Um, you don't, you can't recruit the same kids. You're not going to hit that level. Um, you know, you have to, the hardest thing is sort of getting really good at what you want to do at that level and kind of that, that level of expectation. So, um, you know, like I mentioned, I, I coached the little seven, eight-year-olds. You know, what were my goals for that? Well, my goals were I want them feeling like they played basketball by the end of the, by the, end of the season, by the end of that year. Uh- I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, that, that, that felt and looked like a game by the end of it. And we managed to do that. So, but that had nothing to do with, you know, three point shots or post pivot moves. We, we did some stuff just to show them kind of have a fun with it and introduce it to them. But you know, I, I didn't run any plays. <laughs> I didn't run any. I had a very simple split play. You know, two kids stack right. and stack. Just two kids. That's it. The rest of the kids could do what you want. You know, you you had to you had to scale it down compared to you know running like a horn set or a chin series. Um, as I get older, even with the uh, older kids, I still have beginners who are 13, 14 year olds who are first time playing. You know, and they're on my team. Right. And I we got to give them playing time. So you know, I. I have to really simplify my offense to be something that is um, <laughs> that everyone in the court kind of knows what they're trying, where they're supposed to be kind of. And if somebody can't make it because they're sick or injured and rolled an ankle, I can, I can substitute. We still have a team that kind of knows what they're doing. That doesn't look lost. So um, right. I get good compliments where, you know, I get, you know, referees that, you know, play, you know, ref community balls. And I say, you know, your team's well coached. And that, that is like a really big compliment for me. That's the, yes. That feels great. So what, so explain how your community program works. Like, is there a leader of it? Do kids come? Does everybody get to play? Like explain how your, cause I think it's different. I think people are intrigued by how that works sometimes. Well, it, it's fairly in Canada, which is where I'm based out of. Uh, it's per, they, they're, they're trying to standardize it now. There's regional variations, of course, uh, but mine in the Edmonton area, which is where I, I'm based out of. There's an Edmonton Youth Basketball Association, uh, and they're the like the parent league. Um, and all the other leagues, or towns, and communities have their own uh, their own clubs, basically. So all of Edmonton has a lead thing. Has a big parent league, yes. So it, and it, you're it's in the a non category of that. Yes, so we're we're you know our, we're we're a member of that parent league. So okay. the Leduc Lightning, which is the uh, Leducan County uh, Association I, uh, that I coach for directly, we're part of the Edmonton League. And someone so, runs that though. Someone runs. Someone that. runs that. So the Edmonton League is run by Edmonton volunteers. Usually other other association members, just like me. Right. Uh, somebody that steps up to be president. Somebody okay. steps up. So it's a volunteer run organization. I think okay. they might have some staff. Okay. Uh, they actually have Edmonton recently uh, over COVID. They actually. Uh, uh, built their own facility. So they were renting local you know, uh, uh, gymnasiums and, and right. uh, from schools and from colleges, universities, they've been renting them. So they actually got their own, they built three gymnasiums, uh, three, three courts inside a, a large uh, a warehouse facility, basically. And they've been using that and it's been wonderful. So, you know, this is a very, well, as volunteer run, these guys take, they love the sport and they, they spend a lot of time. It's a really well-run league, uh, league. Right. So there are some rules. So what, you know, their age divisions, there's boys and girls, and then there's age divisions uh, every two years. So there's uh, U9, U11, U13, U15, U18, yep. and then, and then you're done. Okay. Um, so, and then there's a bit of a split at high school. So we, we run only in, in the fall program. And then come high school, um, some the kids that don't make high school teams can still play community. The ones that do make high school teams cannot play community. They, they, right, that's the way it is. It's, 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 yeah. it's one or the other. Yeah. Okay, that makes so sense. It, and it are there how, are there yeah. are there those all over Canada? Then yes, yeah. So like so, Albert, like Quebec, Edmonton oh, like, has one. There's a Calgary the Calgary Association. There's a Red Deer, which is a small city between the two of us. That kind of stuff. So, but what about um, the small little towns? Again, I know yep. that like seventy five percent of all Canadians live within like fifty miles of the U.S. border. I, from well, well, from so like we're, we're but what about the little towns that aren't by a big town? So, 
for the most part, you know, those towns, if if they have enough kids to form their own league, they will, um, or they'll join a, a slightly bigger league. So uh, like my league is uh, Leducan County. So we were geographically really large. So somebody from a nearby town can come and join our league. They're, they're okay. within our zone. So okay. we're kind of zoned off. Okay. Um, and those who, and if you get big enough to form your own, your own association, your own zone, then you get split off basically. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause I was just wondering how, like, cause there's little towns like, yeah, you know, maybe they wouldn't, have, they didn't have enough to maybe make a team, but they don't have anybody to play. So then what do they do? Like, I yeah, we how- get calls, you know, we got calls from the small, you know, coaches from high, you know, high school coaches. Hey, I have a couple of kids here that really want to play. And we either invite them to come play with us. And that happens too. Sometimes what will happen is even between the leagues, we have different zones. If you don't have enough kids in one area, the neighboring guys might, or just, they don't have enough. We don't have enough. And we'll say, okay, well, 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 you guys take all the kids or we take all the kids. And we'll make a team out of that. So we've had that a few times where there was just not enough U13 girls. Okay, right. well, you can, you can, you can, uh, you know, the next community over, you guys have, you know. So. Do you go co ed at the younger ages? Uh, we split up at U9, so seven, eight year olds. That's where we start splitting if we can. Okay. Um, and there's a bit of a gap. I've noticed uh, we, we don't get a lot of girls at uh, U13, and then all of a sudden we get a ton of them. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 but, but, you know, you seven, eight to nine, it tends to be two to one or three to one ratio boys to girls teams. Okay. That makes sense. Um, all right. So how do you, uh, one of the topics you want to talk about, how do you start on the right foot for community teams? So that was something like, cause I know like there's high school coaches and college coaches, like, how do you start down that right path. Cause I know when we started our youth program, we had to pivot and then we had to redo something. Then we had to get a board and then we had to become a nonprofit. It's like, Oh, it's a whole could write a book on it. But, um, <laughs> you know, what, what do you think is the things that you need to prioritize with that? Well, you know, kind of as an association or as a, as a coach. They're either, or you pick. Yeah. Well, cause <laughs> I, I got some, I, I, I'm a director in our association. So I've had a, I've done, I've done the whole help the recruiting stuff. I've done the whole evaluations and tiering and placements. It, it, it is. Um, and you're trying to do um, you, our ultimate goal is to get as many kids playing as we can. Like that's our, you know, and have them experience, have a good time with basketball. Like we're right. not, we're not trying to, we're not a feeder program necessarily for older ages, although we kind of do develop later on. Right. Um, it, it's a good fit, right? It, We've had right. a lot of high school coach uh, coaches teach in our community because it is a natural fit, right? right. Uh, you know, they they can take these kids, bring them in, and they know they're they, they know that the kids know at least the basics, right? So you know, from an association point of view, it's really just um, you know embracing the idea that if you have more kids, odds are you have a bigger pool of parents to make volunteers. It's the law of large numbers. From you got the it. Stats teacher. The more you have, the better chances. Yes, yes. It's yeah. Provided you have enough gyms. You know, yeah. if you have enough gym facilities and, you, you know, you that is one of the biggest issues I've heard from like coaches in New Zealand and Australia and Europe and stuff. It's gym space. Even the U.S. It's like it's gym space. You can't find gym space. Well, um, that in times like you're, you're all you're especially community. You're really just working on evenings. Right. You, you have. Right. Well, so, so this is. Base. So, again, it's the financial part I think about. So let's say I build this big facility that has four basketball courts. It sits there empty half the year more than half yeah. the year because the kids are in school and they're not coming at at 11 o'clock on a tuesday in september because they're in school so yeah. this this facility you built sits 
you don't want that like from a finance like that's the problem with the facilities you got to make so what they've been doing is renting it out to like uh, adult groups so you know right you try or, yes, or yes, the, so so yes. they, they, it needs they, to be multi-purpose it does need to be multi-purpose for sure yeah so you'll have two sets of lines on the ground you know maybe tennis yeah. <laughs> like you know tennis and and, and, and badminton and, and basketball yeah so that's what the association from a from a uh, but for asking from like a, a coaching, a new thing. So I, I, like I said, I coach two teams a year. So, uh, and usually they're brand new kids. I sometimes get repeat kids that I've coached before or from previous divisions. Uh, but generally it's kind of really a new mix every time. So it's really, you're really working on spacing and movement and right. you, you got, you, you got to kind of break it down to where you have to do kind of your, your drills, your sets, what you're teaching them has to include some level of, of defense because, you don't have time to kind of run kind of uh, against chairs a lot because as soon as they go to a game, it's it feels different. You don't it does you don't feel have different. that time. Yeah, you don't have the time to set up that. Okay, well let's run it completely wide open, and then you go to a game and everything gets stolen. Every pass right. gets stolen. Right, it's just too easy. So you 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 got to start with like this basic fundamentals. Of, okay, how do you get open and you know how you know on a pass like just getting open on passes because you can't do anything unless you can get open on a pass. And that leads to inbound plays, you know, so they right. kind of, the, you, 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 so you're, you're, I have a team, I got two practices and then we're playing games, right? right. And then we're starting to play games. So one week game, one week practice, one week game. So I, you know, basically passing drills in the sense of, okay, passing, this is how we kind of move passes when the defender's here, when the defender's here, when the defender's here. So we're, 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 we're trying to show them different ways of moving the ball. Um, things like dribble at someone, when you dribble at someone, that kind of thing. Um, other things that we really focus on early um, is is recovery, defense recovery habits. So we don't have time to really show them the, like the real uh, switching defense type of uh, uh, you know what do you do on the screen that kind of thing. You usually right. run, run into that a lot, but it's more like recovery. You just turned over the ball. What you're gonna do? Right. Because <laughs> it's gonna happen a lot. <laughs> it's like a song. Uh, yes. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Or, yes. Or, or, like, or, or you know transitional type defense. Like what, yes. what, what do I want? Do I want you up on the guy or do I want you running back right to the our, our key turning around? Like when do you turn around? Um, so you know I I basically try to set what I want them to do so that way uh, uh, that way you know in, in practice so that way when they do in the game or don't do in the game I can say okay what well, hey this is what we're asking you to do this is what you're not doing let's just work on that and see if we can make this work right right so I, I never get mad at kids that uh, for things uh, for doing things that I didn't like if I didn't teach them how to do a press break and they don't know how to break a press. I'm not mad at right, them. right. And <laughs> the thing is, you have to like if you only have a one practice a week, you have to prioritize. Like what? Like you'd Very love much. to work on skill sets. You'd love to work on this, but you like you have to break it up into chunks. Like okay, we're gonna spend twenty, thirty minutes on so and so, and then we're gonna work on like you need a basic out of bounds play, and you do. Yeah, I agree. It's like that's what I found hard, even as a someone's coached a long time. When I was coaching my kids' teams, it's like. Right, I got them once or twice a week. Yeah. What's my priority? Like, you know. I, All right, it, coaches, it, sorry to interrupt, but remember, prices are going up next week. We haven't said what they are. They're going from 59 to 99. If you're thinking of joining Coach Youth Hoops, do not wait. Prices are going up next week. And what else, Coach? I hope you've signed up for the Coaching Youth Hoops Masterclass. If you haven't done that, head over, pause it, go to coachingyouthhoopsmasterclass.com right now. Sign up by September 13th. The first class launches on September 13th. Steve and I have been busy uh, recording a ton of videos, walking you through step-by-step step on, on launching with your, your this season with confidence. Everything you need, soup to nuts, practice planning, 
uh, how to create an, uh, how to implement an offense, a defense in five practices, and so, so, so much more. Again, coaching youth hoops, masterclass.com. Sign up today. It, it's sort of like, what do you need to make an engine work? You need spark right. plug, you need fuel, you need gas. You know, to make sure the yeah. fuel gets to the gets to you know you have gas line like you need compression and boom right. So with with basketball, there's you know passing is a otherwise it's not really you, know, you can give one guy the ball and they can do something, but that's not really a team sport. You're not really building to the next season, right? Right. And, and you do want eventually, you know, we do have enough practices. Like I like twenty practices in a season, twenty five practices in a season, thirty right. practices in a season. It just right. takes a long time. Right. So you do want to progress. So when you're and the, the early, problem is you're practicing, 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 playing. So it's like, you don't, I'm assuming you're not going for eight weeks or 10 weeks before a game. Maybe you are. No, no, one practice, one game, one practice, one game, one practice, one game. Typically. Right. Yeah. And, so that's, and, and, and then you're, yeah. So you don't have like three practices of the game. <laughs> ever. Right. So what do you do? You know, you got to, you got to be competent as you move along. Um, yeah. So that, that, that's exactly. So the other thing, you know, uh, so recovery habits uh, is like a, like, what what I do is, I find most games when you're you're at this level, it kind of boils down to who rebounds the best and who recovers the best. That uh, for both defense and offense, right? Right. If 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 you if you don't rebound at all, and the other team rebounds, you're done because they're going to miss. You're going to miss all your shots, and they're going to miss all their shots. But they're going to they're going to get enough of them because they right. got enough second shots and third shots. Right. And if if you stop enough of them and you get enough of them of your own, right. rebounding is so prioritized um, on my teams because it, it, if if they don't get that habit, it's something that's a real bad habit not to have when you get older. <laughs> right. Coaches hate it. Right. Uh, your high school coaches hate it. You know, why am I teaching this again? And, you know, you guys should know this. Um, so that kind of stuff. So, so and it, it, you know, everything else is, you know, miss shot, fix it, basically. Right. Um, and then the other one, like I said, is turnover habits. And, and what do you do? Like, do you stand there and watch the guy who you just who just stole the pass from you? Or what do you do physically? Like, how do you react? Uh, so we, 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 we try to train the habit of, okay, you got turned over. Your job is to hightail it to a certain spot, right? right. Your job's right. to recover. Like, right. You don't have to do much else once you get there, except rebound. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if you do that. Uh, and at the younger it, ages, that's even harder, I'm guessing. You know, it just the, you know, when it's really you know, we're, we're encouraged to teach man to man, like everybody else. You know, um, that big conversation. We're encouraged to teach man to man, and I agree with it. Um, you should know those fundamentals. But at ages seven and eight, it's it's the concept is 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 lost on them. They always glom towards the ball, right? It's so, like the it's like the um it's like a pack of bees kind of thing. <laughs> you just like whenever you play the same with soccer and things like that, they just clump yeah. around the ball. Yeah. So those for those little kids, the very first thing, the very first. Drill I teach them. Drill, quote unquote, is I put dots on the floor, uh, is on both sides, zigzagging across all the way, both sides of full size court. So I, I put these dots about passing distance for them. So they're about eight feet apart. Okay, right. so there's a big vinyl dot on the ground, eight feet. Go stand on that one. You go stand on that one. You go stand on that one. And then the very last dot is close to the basket. So then mm-hmm. uh, what I'll do is the very first practice, I'll get one ball on each side of the lane, on each side, and I'll say, okay, you pass, and then you follow to the next spot. Okay, you catch, right. turn around, pass, catch, turn around. So it's nothing but relay passing and standing at right around eight feet apart, not close together. So I do this for a couple of reasons: is I want them to understand that you don't stand side by side. Right. And when you turn, you when you catch, you turn to look to pass it to someone, and when you when you pass it, you look to do something else. You don't stand still anymore. Right. Right. So just that that basic motion of the ball, and that's where we did uh, that that team in particular that I coached last year did so well. It wasn't because they were great shooters or great ball handlers or none of that stuff. They they just 
the old slow everybody hates lobby passes or right. it's great when the other team is standing still right <laughs> you yes. know and when the other team is kind of globbed to their ball, you just have to lob it over, you know, the two or three defenders standing around you and the guy behind you is completely wide open. Right. So, and and it caught the habit of looking. Like, I want them to associate basketball with ball movement. Like, that, to me, I know, spacing and ball, ball movement at any level is so important. I know, it really is. It's like, you can't do anything if you don't have ball movement, you don't have spacing. I know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I understand the the focus on dribbling because eventually the great players become great dribblers. But right. I, I'm the passer guy. Right. Well, it's the first thing they learn to do. They learn to dribble and they learn to shoot, dribble, shoot, yeah. dribble, shoot. Yeah, I know. Um, so, how does it work with like playing time and expectations from parents and all that kind of stuff? How does that work in in your specific league? Well, I think uh, similar to others. Like in our league, we're again we're not we're not trying to. Uh, get you a highlight video on YouTube, you know, with the kids, right? And we're not trying to do career building here. So it is, it is equal playing time. It's kind of first on registrations, first come first serve. So the first kid to register gets, you know, within the spots we have available, gets a spot on the team period, whether it's up a, a team or B team, they get, they get a spot. And we kind of segregate them based on their skill level. So they a little bit more challenged and they're playing in, right. a, in, a, in a grouping that makes sense. Uh, so yes, we, we expect all the kids to get time. Now you're never going to get equal playing time. Cause I get one timeout in the first half and two timeouts in the second half. That's it. And how long is the first half and how long is the second half? So they're, they're actually broken into quarters. So they're, they're oh, quarters. Eight, okay. Yeah. Eight, eight, eight or nine minutes, depending on the age group. So okay. typically nine minutes until you're, uh, you know, uh, junior high, uh, high school level. Okay. Um, so you're, you're dealing with quarters for us. Uh, so I get, again, per half, I still get one, one timeout. So I don't get a lot of, the games are not, they're designed to kind of run on time, not so much, you know, be a coaching experience, which <laughs> right. kind of sucks because I, I rather have more timeouts, but I get it. They're, they're running a lot of kids through the association. There's a lot of teams. Right. So, um, you know, you'll learn over time. So it, it, it when it comes to timeouts, breaks or whistle, dead ball whistles, that's when I can sub out. So I, you do try to do equal rotations. You try to balance your lines. Like it's real. the real challenge is trying to find five kids and if you have 12 kids on your roster or 13 kids on your roster which is very typical uh how do you mix that right how do you rotate in and who and it's a lot of conversations with parents and kids i have those via email team meetings uh you know when you know after the, after the games i'll talk with parents about how i try to strategize for timing and i say you know at the beginning of the season it's very egalitarian everybody gets time but by the end the kids that are earning it get a little more time the kids that that are they're giving me yeah. more attitude get a little less but we're talking like a you know, a minute of game time. We're yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I hear you. Do, do you ever use the numbering system where you number them and then one through five go, then six through 10 go, then uh, have you done that? Yes, yeah. So we've, I've done lines, you know, I've done, I've done lines where I've had, you know, uh, one of the other, you know, an alternate for every line. So line one will have two subs, basically, and they'll just kind of sub through in line two, but you don't always get full of full rotation. So I get per quarter, I, I do basically three minute shifts. So I'll okay. do one, like two, three. Hockey, like hockey. Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. Exactly three minute shifts. If, but again, depends on when the ref blows a whistle or not. Right. 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 So it's so. not perfect, but the parents kind of realize that. Um, how do you structure practice? How does practice look for you? Well, I learned. I learned from the coaches ahead of me. So because I was assistant coach, and he had the, he was a high school coach that did community league. All his kids grew up in the community league. A very good coach, uh, uh, Vince May, Coach Vince May. Um, he, uh, I, I watched him. So I watched what he did in every practice. He touched on something every practice. So usually he, he talked about the previous game right off the bat. If we had a right. previous game, that's when we talk about it. So we didn't have after, after game meetings, we, we evaluated the next practice. 
So we talked yeah, about because they don't they don't hear you, especially as they get older. That's like after the it's right after the heat of the battle. Like they're not gonna yeah. Hear you. Yeah, yeah. Even I, as I, a coach, I want to look at the game sheet and see what kind of, right. you know, as of what I remember and there's what happened. Right. <laughs> um, so we don't t- typically have a lot of videos to view. When we do, I do. But when we don't, I, I, I don't. So um, what what he did and what I emulated is basically, okay, a little bit, a little bit of talk about what happened and what we need to work on. Uh, right. what, what, what's good, what's good, where we're advancing, where we need to work on. Uh, then I do habit drills. So, uh, you know, habits. So anything I need to work on, my rebounding, my boxing, tagging out, my uh, my dribble. I really want people who uh, what we dribble at one of my one of our actions. If somebody dribbles at you, you don't stand still, right? It's either a right. handoff or a back cut. It's one of the okay. two. You, yep. You're not you're not pylon sir. So we we try to get that habit. So that way, in the game, when I when I when I see something and I can tell, hey, Petey, uh, he's dribbling at you. What you're supposed to do, right? I can yell that. He oh yeah, he can he can remember right on the court. So. Uh, it, and it, it, it's it's amazing what happens when you do a back cut at this right. age level. It's insane. Uh, it's like you are. look like LeBron or Kobe. I know. It's like Kobe, <laughs> yeah, it's Giannis, Giannis. I know. It, 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 it gets a lot of oohs and ahs. Yes. Um, so, 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 but other things like anything that I think it need, need to be habits to kind of form, you know, both for that season and future seasons, I'm trying to build those habits, you know. Um, then I move into defense and I spend a I spend a little bit of time uh, uh, talking about okay what do you need to do um, position wise and kind of trimming things up you know um, outside of that so because that's coordination that's team coordination right right talking right. communication spending time just encouraging them to to develop that uh, offense and it's mostly simple stuff like okay how many I want to run a zero offense or one offense or two offense and zero is how many kids are inside the three point line zero is like a five out right one is a, well yep. four, four one two is yep. like a yep. horns. And it just depends on my personnel and what the, if they're good at spacing. I think it depends know. on personnel and age, especially offensively. It's just the, the developmental. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, and as I get older, I, I give them more spots to try, uh, I, especially as we develop further in the series, the systems. Uh, sorry, further in the in the season, I will add more spots and more actions. So I, I I start with something simple. One of the big things for me for youth too is don't put don't make the ball, tall kid necessarily the big the the you know. You don't know when they're nine who's going to like you can look at their parents, but you really don't know. Like, no, nope. everybody should be don't pigeonhole them is basically what I'm saying at that point. My bigs mean, are my best pastors, typically, just because they they have more real estate. <laughs> right. Yes. So so I, I don't necessarily want them on the inside every bloody time. No. Um, and it's like you don't know that kid like I, I grew up. The, the center of my fifth grade team didn't grow after fifth grade. Like, swear to God. Like, it's like well, it's just, I, I was the opposite. Know. I, I I've been five eleven all my life, pretty much. Like since I was thirteen, I turned five eleven and I stopped. You stopped. And I was the tallest kid in school for the longest time, and then everybody else caught up. Right. So, so that's why I don't and, like then then yeah. you're then you're not allowing them to to complete their career. I know. No. Uh, and the last two things are situational. So um, uh, things like press press breaks. because we as kids, especially the older teams. Uh, we we can't press, and we've got to work on pressing. So we learn how breaking. You have to. Right. If you don't know how to press, you can't run a break because <laughs> you know you don't have a. If you don't have a good press, you're not going. Your breaks aren't going to be very good either. Uh, uh, so situational, like inbounds plays under the bucket. Like I, I try to. I've been trying to follow some of the advice for the you know the, the, the teach hoops. It's like a lot more situational end of game situations. I try right. to emulate what happened the last game, how we might want to run it this time. Yes, uh, if it's a close game. Um, you know, how, even even situations like okay, I want to run out the clock. What does that look like? Like the kids <laughs> don't know that you can't say hey, slow things down. That doesn't mean they, a thing. To they them. have no idea, and they don't like they. <laughs> and and a minute is like 
you know, they'll think that's like 17 years. It's crazy. Like we'll, we'll do that on the clock. We'll do that. Obviously a high school coach. So I can do it on the clock and do it. When I was youth coach, I just count it down. All right. 30, 29, 28, mm-hmm. just so they would get the feeling of that. And it's, it is crazy how they don't know. Yeah. They don't know that they shouldn't be dribbling all the time. They shouldn't be doing some of those things. I think it's, yeah, it's, I think it's underutilized skill set. I think. Yeah. Uh, and then I usually try to wrap it up with some game time because again they they don't get a ton of it so scrimmaging but it's it, I try to go as fast as we can at the time using everything we learned that day uh, and I try to track rebounds and tips so I'm not actually caring really what they're doing in that I'm saying okay are you guys rebounding boxing out and uh, you know deflecting the steals and tips like are you being aggressive on defense because I found early on whenever I ran scrimmage they were playing rec ball scrimmage if you know what I mean right pick up right, right. so yes. they really didn't want to play defense because they didn't want to frustrate the other you know their friends and they didn't want yes. to look, make them look bad so i was like no 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 we you know loose balls chases rebounding like I, the, the the contact stuff that is what our scrimmage is about so so you get comfortable with it like double teaming our guys you know inside double team like i, I want i want that guy to learn what it's like to have two guys clamp on top of him right and, and have a feeling but that if i that i can't get that in sort of a you're trying to stimulate you're trying to you're trying to basically make game-like situations and that's what they you, yeah you want them to feel that um yeah yeah in, in a safe environment so if they turn it over it's like well why do we do that so it's that it's that learning it's that learning curve through failure but you want the failure to be not in a game necessarily it's hopefully the failure can happen in practice exactly. um where do you practice? You practice at like elementaries. Where where are most of your practices? Well, so we, I, I have uh, elementary schools typically uh, for my young kids, the very young ones, but usually a high school or junior high school. Um, we're you know there's some fairly good schools here in our area, so we're we're kind of lucky. Yeah, and um, is it is it not space? Do you ever have to share? You never have to share. You have the court to yourself. Not since uh, not since the end of the pandemic. You know, we've been able to get enough facilities, so that's that's been good um so yeah we 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 the the gym coordinator for our association matches the teams to adjustable rims for places that need it that kind of oh yeah that's that's awesome that's awesome okay i'm gonna go through and ask you some quick questions here i'm sure some of these we'll dive into um what's your favorite brand of basketball your actual ball that you use uh fiba molten (laughs) i believe it or not yeah the molten balls are uh I, I probably because it makes nothing makes the other coaches bark a little bit than having to bring in your game balls because they're like it's different like mm-hmm, but we yeah. practice with it <laughs> yeah no every practice is um one word to describe your ideal player step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Gritty. Uh, if you go to one sporting event in the world for free, what would you go to? Oh, it's pretty easy. Uh, NCAA finals. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I've been to yeah. a couple. It's unbelievable. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely would like to be there. Yeah. Unbelievable. You should, everyone should go. Um, it's better to watch it at home, but the whole, the whole Lee, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. favorite pregame or postgame meal? Pre-game or post-game meal? Um, pre-game, usually it's breakfast, like a breakfast burrito or something like that. That uh, Okay. Breakfast and coffee, then I'm, I'm ready to go. Okay. Uh, one thing you do to relax? Hmm. <laughs> fish. I fish. I boat Ooh. and I fish. Yeah. What do you yeah. fish? Uh, well, I, uh, we fish both walleye, jack, uh, perch. I have a uh, a boat I built uh, that's at a lake that I just uh, recently got a lake lot property and um, I've been awesome. able to uh, I've been able to save up enough over the years to get get a property so uh, yeah I just hop on the boat and go fishing so that's awesome I took my son when he was probably ten or eleven to Canada fishing it was awesome it was like it's like crazy yeah yeah well it's such a short season here like we you're you're there are still ice on the lake in the end of May. And right. it might it gets bloody cold by sep- yeah, September sometimes or mo- yeah the or window is the wind, yeah that's why there's yeah, so many so, so it's a real treat here <laughs> why there's so many walleye up there uh do you have any superstitions no none really okay it, uh one coaching technique you consider important talking with parents very early about expectations often um, talk often yes. often and early but uh, i i write a i write a mail and then i'll do i'll do updates and i talk with the parents because they are it's a partnership right it and uh, the kids will just agree with everything you say the parents will not and if you don't uh if yep. you don't explain it uh you're, you're gonna get you're parents gonna read something you're not parents like. aren't rational people let me just tell you they're not rational because they love their kids very emotional very yeah. emotional uh describe your perfect player in five words Gritty, leader, focused, reliable. Okay. Uh, best basketball player of all time? Of all time. Oh, wow. Joker. Who? Jokic. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't hear you. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, he, he hasn't got many votes, a couple votes. Uh, MJ gets a lot of votes, let me tell you. Uh, if you could only teach one skill at practice, what would you teach? Rebounding. <laughs> uh, shot clock, yes or no? Yes. Do you have the shot clock in Canada? Yeah, it's just not, nobody's operating it, so the refs just kind of gauge it, and then they'll give you a 10-second countdown, and I think it's getting along. Okay, okay. So, like, the high school, they have it, but the high school when you're, they have when you're it, 13, yeah. you, they don't, you tend to use it. Okay. No. Uh, if you could change one thing about the game of basketball, what would you change? No, I don't have a strong opinion about changing it. I, think, I do. Uh, I do. Change, do? Here's, yep. Uh, we'll get rid of the jump ball. Really? Yep. It's stupid. There's one jump ball, unless there's overtime. One jump ball. And the officials are horrible. At oh, because of, oh, the, the, we don't have the whole ball in this situation anymore. So, yep. So, what it should be is it should be visiting team gets the ball to start, done. Oh, yeah. I, I could get behind that. Wouldn't yeah, because the problem is we, we don't practice it. it we, we, you know, it's once a game unless it's an overtime. Uh-huh. 
What's the point? I mean, I understand. Oh, it's like, the, well, they used to go to, well, that's where they all, I go, what the, that's not a reason to keep something. You mean tradition, the tradition yeah. of it. Yeah. It's like people yeah. used to go to school and horse and buggies too. It's like that. Does, it, things change people. Like, I don't think anybody would cry too hard if it happened. Like, we No, I just it. don't know why it hasn't happened. Like the, huh. it should just be uniform in the world. The visiting team gets the ball to start. Period. Huh? Jump ball is right. gone. Now the NBA does all the jump balls. That's the problem. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's hard to learn the top, the idea of it, right? No, it's not, it's I, not, it doesn't take a long time to no. figure out. Uh, best game you've seen in person. You know, I don't get to go see pro games. I've seen one pro game in my life um, in Miami. Um, so I tend to watch uh, college games, high school games, um, and a lot of community games. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So maybe you don't have one. Uh, you should go. You got to go like you got to go like see Giannis. Some like I took my son in November to see Giannis play. And it's like that. He's not a normal human being. He's abnormal. Like <laughs> stats I can only imagine he, 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 there's like I explained this in my stats class. There's one Giannis. There's seven, eight, seven and a half billion people in the world. And there's one of him. Like, yeah. No, he, he is, is not normal. And they go the Greek freak. I go, yeah. he, he's not normal. He's he runs like a gazelle and he's six eleven. Like, where he picks up the ball on a dunk, like he's 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 past the free, yes, free throw line. And it's one two and he's like wonderful human being, does amazing things for the community. I loved his I loved his post game interview. That, yes, uh, that he's just a wonderful, yeah. but he's not normal. He's abnormal. Like the like and when you well, see him, it's like it's like seeing LeBron or Kobe. It's like, what is what? Like, well, you, like, well, the way we do this with our kids, what's so, up? You know, we have our kids and we're trying to show them game speed. So yeah. we often get the uh, EYBA often gets like there's a, a pro group in Edmonton called the Edmonton Stingers basketball yeah. club. Right. And they give us tickets. So right. we get to have these tickets. And uh, I take these kids to watch that. And these kids are just like, all our, our kids are just like, for, like their jaws are open. Like, can't believe how fast and how high. Like, to them, that's the, like, that's between us I and Giannis. That's the same difference between an eight year old and, and a. It and is. A, it's like Giannis, if, if you've ever played Nerf basketball, that's what playing basketball is like for him. <laughs> I swear to God. Like, uh, put I, it I on the imagine. back of your door and you play Nerf basketball with your friends, that's what it must feel like for him. It's uh, crazy. It's, it's just, almost alien. alien. It, is, it yeah. is. It's just not. Um, quarters or halves? Quarters. Uh, favorite quarter saying? Favorite quote? Uh which one was it? I have a few that I, I, I think tend you to use. sent me. What did you send? It me? was Steve Nash's. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, uh, you're never more alive than when you give some, uh, something everything you have, uh, which I, I I try to remind kids on the court all the time is if you're, you're you know you're only going to get this game once. Let's put everything you got into it. See how you feel. I love that. Uh, one word to describe your coaching style. Stubborn. Best basketball coach of all time. Gino Ariana. Uh, that's a loaded question. One book. You could read one book. I was going to ask the jump ball one. I'm not going to ask that one. So I'm going <laughs> to skip it. Uh, one book you'd recommend. Uh, How to Fail at Almost Everything and Still Succeed by uh, uh, Scott Adams. Nothing to do with basketball per se, but it's a lot to do with. I don't know with... if I've read that book. Uh, that again? It's, uh, yeah how to yeah. <laughs> it, it's uh he's got a few of it sorry how to fail at almost everything and still win big 
That's the proper title. How First of all, you have to thing. fail. That's that's a, that's a given. Failure is a must in a learning process. And almost everything. Well, Scott Adams has had a he's a cartoon for Gilbert. Uh, he has a very okay. interesting career. Okay. He, he he believes in systems over goals, and building skill stacks over like pure mastery. And yeah. It, it talks to me particularly because I'm working with kids that I don't know if they're going to be, they're not going to be college players. You know, what, a couple right. of them have been, but not right. a lot. Right. And um, you got to, you know, what are you trying to give these kids? And I love the idea of systems over, over goals. Cause I, you know, what, what, what good's a goal uh, for at that age level? They're not going to remember the game, I love that. but um, the system, if you show them systems that, that goes year to year and skill stacks that, that applies in all levels of life. So. Okay. Uh, my last question for everybody that I interview is what would you tell, what would be the bit of advice you would tell your younger self? What would you tell your younger self? Uh, don't take so long realizing that long-term is good. What you do know, you mean by uh, that? I, I didn't. I wasn't always certain that a, taking a multi-season, multi-year approach would be satisfying as a coach, right? Because you're you're giving up some stuff for that, right. you're giving up some real intensity, and and uh, that'll work out. But I get to see now that I've coached kids for not a very long time, but a lot of kids, um, seeing them develop and and you know move and grow. So you know, I had one kid who couldn't score a basket to best best kid on the team the next year. You know, seeing that progression and having a little bit of say in it you know, having a little bit of influence that they did that with me, not despite me um, as a coach. I, I really worry about that. You know, am I, are they getting better because of me or despite me? Right. And um, <laughs> if, uh, if has my philosophy been good? So, you know, if I could tell my, my younger self, Hey, the philosophy you adopted to go longer term with your vision. Um, it's, it's, it's really satisfying. It's really worth it. I love that. I love that. All right. Thank you, coach. I thank you for taking the time out of your day. I really do appreciate it. My pleasure. All right. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.